Forward to The Tarot by Jason Augustus Newcomb. This fascinating little book was originally published in 1888, the very same year its author was a key figure in the founding of the Order of the Golden Dawn, one of the most influential occult organizations in history. In fact, this book may have been intended to advertise or promote the order on some level. Mathers even mentions a book by one of his Golden Dawn co-founders, William Wynne Westcott, within the text as a recommended resource. Interestingly, Mathers uses the tarot correspondences put forward and assigned by the French school, Eliphas Levi, Pappus et al., throughout, ignoring the Yetzirahic associations of the Order of the Golden Dawn, which of course at that time would have been held in absolute secrecy as they were given only to initiates of the order. Today, these Golden Dawn Tarot Associations are ubiquitous, and most occultists use them, whether Golden Dawn students or not. I have included these latter attributions as an appendix, but left the attributions in the text itself intact, as it would have required too great a warping of the text to include them. Mather's attributions in this book are largely glosses of Eliphas Levi's own associations for the trumps in his writings. One of the most fascinating and important qualities of this book is that it was originally published long before the creation of Arthur Edward Waite's Rider Waite Tarot, which was a game-changer in the tarot world. Waite's deck was so popular that it almost identified as THE tarot, despite being quite modern. Dozens of versions and the imitators have been published over the last century. In fact, if you look at most decks published in the last 50 years, you will see that in almost every case, the symbols depicted on the cards are reactions to or imitations of those found in the Rider Waite deck. In discussing the numbered cards, Mathers refers only to the designs of decks as they were commonly printed in the 19th century, which were closer to playing cards in design than the highly symbolized cards we commonly see today. The Visconti Sforza decks and the Marseille decks are still available and are good examples of the decks Mathers is describing herein. There are numerous historical errors in this book. Mathers is not very careful in his choice of authoritative scholarly references, and so all of his sources appear to stem from the same root, which is the proposition by Court de Jebelin in his Monde Primitif that the tarot are sacred Egyptian artifacts. The Egyptian origin of the tarot was most likely mythopoeia, either consciously or naively undertaken. In fact, most modern scholarship proposes that the standard playing card deck is older than the tarot and actually was in use in fortune-telling before the tarot as well. Nonetheless, archetypical connections in the symbols of the trumps or major arcana are certainly placed with some intention. It is quite possible that these cards could have been created by any number of heretical Gnostic sects that sprung up or remained in secret throughout European history. Certainly there is a Gnostic feel to these trump cards, which contain a female pope and numerous allusions to the ascent and transformation of the soul. It is impossible to deny that there are 22 of them, and that there are 22 Hebrew letters, and that Hebrew was considered both a sacred and a magical language during the time period when the tarot was evolving. The extra court card in each suit also supports the elemental quality of the tarot, as well as its connection to the mystical tetragrammaton.
Numerous methods of using the cards for fortune-telling are provided in the text. Not included is the method used within the Order of the Golden Dawn. I have added the version of this method published in the Equinox as an appendix.